Hi, welcome to Motherhood Every Kind of Way. We want to take a closer look at the journeys of women after and through motherhood. Welcome to episode two of Motherhood Every Kind of Way. Uh, today, I am going to interview Lynette. So, Lynette and I spend a few days brainstorming questions that we uh, would want other moms to answer, mm-hmm. or we're curious about their answers to these questions. And we thought it would be fun to start off this series um, by having both her and myself offer our answers yeah we'll be the guinea pigs the test the test the test moms if we don't feel good answering these questions then we'll know we have to change (laughs) that's right but i i think i'm gonna love all of your answers oh um i don't know yeah so are you ready to jump in are you ready just jump in see how it goes also you know if i say anything that i don't like i'll just cut it out later (laughs) (laughs) that sounds good um, so, I've known Lynette um, as a music teacher, mm-hmm. but we haven't really been friends uh, prior to that. So, I don't actually know a lot about you um, before you became a mother. So, why don't, you, why don't you just tell us a little bit more about yourself before motherhood mm-hmm. and how do you think motherhood changed you? Okay. I really love this question. I'm going to try not to talk for too long. Um, so before becoming a mother, just before becoming a mother, a mother, I had lived in Los Angeles. And I was there with my husband. Um, my husband and I are, we are best friends from high school who then started to date about five years after we graduated from high school. So this would have been... That makes me want to say, ow. Uh, <laughs> thank you. I feel like I always have to say, but we were not high school sweethearts. Um, not because there's anything wrong with that, but, you know, I feel like we're distinctly different from high school sweethearts. We, you know, we had lots of other boyfriends and girlfriends before coming together, mm-hmm. um, even though we were quite young. Um, so we... You know, his first year of law school, which was now five years out of uh, high school. So we were friends through college. And then when he started law school, I was still living in Michigan. He was in Boston. And we uh, started to date. Um, so we ended up getting married three years later. We moved out to Los Angeles where he was working as um, a law clerk and then as a lawyer. And I was, I was trying to pursue acting. Um, now I had studied in undergrad, I had studied, uh, music. I was a voice major and creative writing. And so I, you know, I was always trying to pursue the creative arts and you do it so beautifully. Oh, thanks. You sing Marta. so beautifully and you're writing oh, so beautiful. You're on the right path. I, I appreciate <laughs> that. Um, but you know, I think that I actually freaked out a little bit, um, after having those creative skills, I felt like, oh, I have to do something serious now. You know, that's the attitude I had mm-hmm. or the belief that I had. So um, I went to grad school for social work, which to this day I will say is the, the best thing I ever did. Um, 
not because I ever even officially worked as a social worker, but everything I learned during that time, mm-hmm. um, the way I think about community mm-hmm. and um, what it means to work together with people mm-hmm. and to sort of see people um, and and empowering people who mm-hmm. are powerless, um, yes. th- that informs everything that I do now. At least I hope it does. Like That's part of what I think my life mission is. Anyway, I was living in Los Angeles. I was uh, trying to be an actor, and, you know, I I had some success. Uh, You know, I I acted in several commercials. um, I did a lot of theater. I worked in children's theater. um, But acting is a really tough thing on your ego, on your self-confidence. And I think that pre-mom Lynette was really obsessed with making other people happy. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's the biggest shift for me. Um, And it's actually kind of cool because, you know, when I got pregnant with Lena, who's my daughter, she's, she just turned six. We were still living in LA. And so I, I stopped acting. Um, You know, while I was pregnant, I was still doing a few shows, but I stopped acting I'm focused on being pregnant, focused on having a baby. And I, w- I was really lucky that I got to do that based on, you know, what my husband was doing with his career at the time. And I just dove into it. You know, I loved being a mom. I did everything. You know, I was like sewing clothes for Lena and <laughs> spending time with other moms and just really like, you know, I sometimes I feel guilty about saying it because of how many women have such a rough time in pregnancy Mm -hmm. or have such a rough time through infancy. But all of those things, I was like, this is what I was meant to do. Like Mm -hmm. I had that major feeling like this is what I was meant to do. But you it only lasted for a few years Mm -hmm. because then when I had my son, I just felt like I lost myself completely. Like, wait, what happened to the me that loved writing and loved acting and loved singing and you didn't feel that way with lena i didn't actually with lena i felt was it the feeling that you had maybe of feeling like gosh now with the second baby i have to do all of these things again and i suddenly find myself having no energy to do it yeah that was part of it feeling like oh i'm so split you know, also Lena at the time was then approaching like two and a half. Mm-hmm. And I think she was just becoming, our dynamics were changing. I just felt more frustrated with myself, more just thinking, oh, I didn't do that the way that I wanted to. I, I was taking less pride mm-hmm. in motherhood. Um, also, I really think it had something to do with the birth control mm-hmm. that I went on after having Jonah. So I didn't go on any birth control after Lena. And after Jonah, I had, like, the Mirena. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, it made me crazy. Like, I think that it really affected my ability um, to sort of breathe through things. Mm-hmm. And um, the truth is, when I took it out, maybe eight, nine months later, I noticed a huge change that in the way so that I That is so interesting, because I feel like that's another scenario real life scenario where mm-hmm. it's evident that certain methods work for some women yeah. in a positive way 
and impact other women in a negative way because yes. I've heard so many women that you know tell you you know it's it's all the hormones it's, as soon as you go on birth control it will you will feel so much better yeah and some people do feel so much right. better um, but you know it, yeah. it's not the same story for every woman yeah. and but then we just feel like we're the crazy ones. I know. I know. Okay, I want to make sure that I'm answering the question. Oh, the thing that I wanted to say about how I'm different after motherhood. I feel like I don't care as much about pleasing other people anymore. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. That's like powerful. That's deeply yes. ingrained, and so there, it's definitely still in there. But I... Um, it affects everything that I do now. Like... N- now that I'm sort of approaching acting again after having put it on hold for a little while, I I feel completely different and I think it affects my acting completely differently too. Like mm-hmm. I just it doesn't matter what you think of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um it's grounded me. It's made me feel like it's easier for me to prioritize the things that matter mm-hmm. to me and the things that don't. Um and That's... sometimes it's actually surprising. It's it's not that like that doesn't mean that like 100% of the time my kids are going to matter the most. It just, it means that sometimes I can prioritize my kids and sometimes I can say, no, that's, mm-hmm. I'm doing this because I need it right mm-hmm. now. So, yeah. That's, that's, that's beautiful. I, I, I think that I'm still in the process of, of learning that, um, I mean, so am I. Yeah. I think we all are. But I think that what's, you know, what leads to to happy, present motherhood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. Thank you. Well, um, I ha- we have this question that I love. Mm-hmm. And I think you actually um, wrote it. What does your absolute dream version of motherhood look like? Oh, yes. And I can't claim this as my own. So the truth is, three years ago, um, I was sitting across from my therapist, and she said to me, because I was flustered, and at the time, Jonah, my son, was, you know, he was an infant. He wasn't a year old yet, and I was feeling kind of overwhelmed and feeling Mm -hmm. like, oh, just... I, at the time, I was teaching music already. Mm-hmm. I was teaching music together classes. And so there, I had some something that I got to do that was outside of my kids mm-hmm. that I loved. But I wasn't making enough money doing mm-hmm. that. Or at least in my mind, I wasn't making enough money doing that to justify like all the other things I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So even even the fact that I was paying for therapy with this money and having to like hire a babysitter to watch my kids mm-hmm. while I was going to therapy, like I just felt so guilty about that and, and so relatable. Oh, thank you. But my therapist asked me, "Hey, so what what is your dream version of motherhood?" And um, I felt, so what did you tell her? Yeah, so I felt really And cheesy. has it changed? Yeah. Um, it might have changed a little. Mm-hmm. I felt a little cheesy answering it, but when it came down to it, I think it was easy for me to say, like, I want to be here for my kids. I want to be part of their lives, but I also want time to work on some creative writing, to write a blog post, to, um, you know, work on my novel, to audition for a show occasionally. 
I don't feel like I need to be famous. I don't feel like I need to be, you know, I don't need to call it like my career. I just want to be able to, I want to both, you know, write and sing and act. And I also want to be able to be with my kids. Mm -hmm. And so we took little baby steps, you know, and we set this goal, like write one blog post a month. Mm -hmm. And I started to do that. And I realized that another part of my dream version of motherhood was being part of a greater mom conversation. Mm -hmm. And so writing those blog posts and putting them out into the world. And, and, you know, it was just on sharing it on Facebook and emailing it to friends at the time. But it just meant that I could put some of my thoughts out creatively and other people could read what I was writing. Mm -hmm. And And I think, you know, (laughs) that is also a point at which I felt so connected to you. Because, uh, oh. you know, as I said, like, we were not, you were not one of my mom friends. Yeah, we didn't. Um, we didn't. I don't even know we, that we, you know, we ran into each other at playgrounds, even we though did. we live in the same neighborhood. There are so many playgrounds. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, but when I, uh, we were connected on social media because you, you were our music teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started noticing your writing and it felt so it hit so close to home. Um, oh. I felt so understood. Oh, like, you goodness. are reading my mind. Oh, and I, I said, if that. Lynette is having these feelings, then then it's got to be... It can't be just me yeah. that feeling that way. So thank you. Uh, and You're welcome. And thank you. Thank you for saying that because I still feel a lot of anxiety every time I share something or post something because I feel like uh people are gonna think what why does she get to share this or or, you know like Mm -hmm. oh she thinks she's so like special that her ideas like we want to read her ideas and so I mean what you said is exactly why but I I wonder why do we even begin to think that way when we all know that if someone shares their story opens up is being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I always feel like I want to hug them. I'm like, thank <sighs> you for sharing light on this important topic. Like, there is no topic that should be, you know, too silly to share. Yeah, I agree with you. So yeah. I just wonder, like, where do we, how do we begin to feel like, my feelings are just silly. Like, they're not worth oh. sharing. And, and and for sure, everybody else is going to think I'm the crazy one. Yeah. Where I feel, when I see stories like that, it makes me feel less lonely. It makes me feel like we're in this together. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you that for me, it's just being brave and doing it, even though it feels that there's that really uncomfortable and nervous feeling. Um I'm a really big Brene Brown fan. Oh, so am yeah. I. <laughs> I I feel like she's my friend, even though. <laughs> I think that's I think that's her secret. I she is. makes everyone feel like yes. we could be BFFs. I know, I know, and and I think that I really took to heart. And you know, she's a social worker too. And and mm. I, I just I it's just like diving in. It's just taking, just being brave and saying, okay, I'm going to share this. 
And you know what? Every time I do, I'm glad that I did. Mm-hmm. And so every time that I do, and I get that sort of positive feedback loop and a reminder that, okay, that was that was worthwhile. Mm-hmm. That was worthwhile. And um, so maybe that's how we all just push each other to do brave things. And I think that usually when we do brave things, we end up reaping some benefit in return. Mm-hmm. So... So, Lynette, is that your superpower? We have a question oh, here yeah. where we ask moms, we want to know, what is it that you do well? What really works for you? Um, what's your mom's superpower? But I feel like you've already perhaps told us, or maybe you have another superpower. Um, uh, okay, I I love this question. I've been thinking about it, and I here's the superpower that I want to share. Um, so... I have loved writing for a long time. And and there are a lot of people who will say, like, oh, I'm not a writer. I'm not a... I like to argue with people about whether they're not writers or not singers. Like, they, everybody can write and everybody can sing. Um, And especially if it's not necessarily to share, it's for you. Mm -hmm. And um, so my superpower is um, when I am feeling really frustrated with someone... It's usually someone. <laughs> so if it, but if I had like an argument with someone mm-hmm. or um, or if I can't understand the results of an election, <laughs> <laughs> you should just call me. <laughs> I um, so so it does feel good, right? Mm-hmm. So I do. I like to call friends. I like to vent about it. But I think that my superpower is I write a story about that person that I am so frustrated with and that I hate and that I can't stand, I read a story from that person's perspective. And it's not for anyone. It's often just me with a notebook and a pen. Mm-hmm. That's brilliant. Um, and I do this, and often at first I feel like it's coming out really angry. Mm-hmm. And um, But, you know, I, so... For me, it's no secret. I was really unhappy with... I'm, I don't really like our president right now. And maybe I just made this whole podcast political. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all right. Uh, but, but what really helped me is I sat down and I wrote a series of short stories from about Donald Trump as a little boy. And I imagined... <laughs> mm-hmm. And I don't... They're probably not based in any reality. But I just imagined, you know what this person was like as a little kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there is something extremely powerful about being able to see the situation from another people's, another person's perspective. Yeah. That's, and it's even, even if it's an imagined perspective, which yeah. is what's crazy about this, mm-hmm. right? Like, so I'm writing a fictional creative writing piece. It has nothing maybe to do with that person's reality. And it doesn't even mean that I, oh, suddenly I'm not frustrated with you anymore, or suddenly I like you. (laughs) But it just eases that heaviness that Mm -hmm. I was carrying around um, and helps me to let it go. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like that's my superpower to let let go of that that. anger towards somebody. Yeah, it's such a seemingly simple Mm -hmm. exercise, but I do think that it helps. It's very helpful to... And by, it's not easy by, you know, any means. I think it's extremely, it just sounds simple. I think it's Mm -hmm. extremely hard to do it in the moment when you feel so angry, so frustrated. Um, Yeah. But to actually be able to 
to step aside and look at the situation and the person from the outside, from, you know, the other person's perspective. Yeah. Well, I love that. Thank you. I might try to yeah, do that. Yeah, you should try yeah. it. It's really, I mean, I do it with my husband. When I'm really mad at my husband, um, I'll write something and maybe I'll even make the characters sort of fictional. It's not necessarily him and me. It's just, um, mm-hmm. and it doesn't mean, and I write mean things about these people too. It's not as though it's like a perfect little, mm-hmm. um, and the result is not like, now I love him or now I love mm-hmm. these people who I previously hated. It's just like, now I don't have to carry the weight of mm-hmm. my anger. Um, so yeah. Yeah. And anything that helps us feel more at peace is, is valuable. I think so. Well, I think that that sort of segues into um, our next question. Um, what societal or cultural messages about motherhood frustrate you mm. the most? And do you think there's a way to change them? Okay. The truth is there are a lot of societal... Uh, expectations and messages about mom motherhood that frustrate me I think that we just have a really limited way of speaking about motherhood in the public mm-hmm. um, yes. and it's the media but it's also it's like we force ourselves into categories mm-hmm. right so there's a lot of divides a lot of like binary ways mm-hmm. of thinking about motherhood you're either a stay-at-home mom or a working mom you know you're either a breastfeeding mom or a formula mom you either love being a mom or, or you, you are a mess, mess. <laughs> you're a mess I'm like, right. like you're either really good at motherhood mm-hmm. or you're just terrible at it yeah. and I think that we as moms sort of we start using these scripts that Mm -hmm. have been passed on to us like it's the way we read about motherhood in the news it's the way motherhood is portrayed in movies and I think the truth is we're all a little bit of everything yeah and um and it's actually really stressful when you try to fit in in one of those categories and you realize that it doesn't fit it's not your mold and there you are feeling guilty about yet another mm-hmm. um, yet another thing. Yes. When in in reality, motherhood, it definitely isn't so black and white. Mm-hmm. It's all kinds of um, colors and and emotions. Um, I came across and I'm sorry to no, no, interject, please. but You're I not came Go ahead. across this mural and at first when I looked at it, I didn't even Realize how much it spoke about my motherhood um, experience, but it was where was it? Um, it's a mural at um, actually at a mall in the suburbs that uh-huh. I never go out to suburbs or the malls, but I did that day <laughs> because my kids had a, a trial swimming class, mm-hmm. and we just had some time to kill, and I think both of them had to poop <laughs> or at least one of them <laughs> yeah. so we you know we we were searching for a bathroom and there there was this absolutely beautiful mural it was a woman's face and and the roots of her hair were black but then the rest of her very long hair um 
were colorful. All kinds of oh, splashes like rainbow. of Ooh. rainbow, more mm-hmm. like splashes of paint. Okay. And I took a picture of it. And then later in the evening when I was thinking about it, it just dawned on me. Mm-hmm. This is a portrayal of my motherhood. I love that. So, you know, that kind of brings me back to... um, Just the idea that you're calling upon, like, all these different colors. And that your motherhood is like a collage of color. Right. Right. It's not just one one thing or Mm -hmm. the other. It's, It's a spectrum. And... It really goes from really dark moments yeah. to really, really happy ones. But think, majority of it happens in between. It's. I think that this is one of those things, right? That um, moms, like real moms, not like the, the portrayal of moms in the media, but like real moms face to face, we all know this secret. You know, we all know that motherhood is not just choosing between two sides, but for some reason, it continues to be that mm-hmm. in the outside world and the way we talk about motherhood, you're, I mean, it's almost like you always have to choose between two mm-hmm. things. And actually, um, I want to share a little bit of how we came up with the name for our podcast. I was reading uh, Michelle Obama's book, and she's talking about her experience with uh, just a big group of moms who she's friends with. And she says... I'm totally paraphrasing, but she says, you know, when it came to how people were mothering, people were doing it every kind of way. Mm -hmm. And that's something that we as moms know. Mm -hmm. And, um, but I don't feel like the societal uh, message matches up with it. Mm -hmm. And so I guess in order to change it, I think we're trying to do it right here. You yeah. know, we're making a podcast. We're trying to put our voices out there, share those stories. And, you know, it's like the more people you hear from and know, the the more difficult it is to hang on tight to mm-hmm. some, you yeah. know, some traditional way of thinking about motherhood that was frankly passed on by people who, who who we may love but who aren't living our lives right and and i think that you know the society and you know how uh families were raised Mm -hmm. 40 years ago 30 years ago has changed so much and yet we we are still a lot of times stuck in those stereotypes and we try to match up with the expectations that were set up in the reality that's no longer ours. Yeah. Um, but I think by welcoming every kind of way, motherhood stories, yeah. um, we will, you know, help to change the message and to really redefine I how so. we do motherhood, how we think about motherhood and do so gently mm-hmm. and gracefully and with just a lot of understanding towards each other. So that is not the end of the questions okay. that we that mm-hmm. we had. We had one more question. All right, let's um, do it. That I actually two more questions. Okay. Um, we're okay for time right now. Okay. I feel like we're not over. <laughs> okay, good. Um, Hopefully people are still listening. <laughs> and that one I like because 
I find it hard to to take time out to take care of myself. So I'm always curious mm-hmm. to know how other moms do it because uh, we're all so busy. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you find time to take care of yourself? What do you do? So what are some things that I do to take care of myself? I... Um, so I do Pilates. That mm-hmm. is like... I feel like Pilates... <laughs> has solved a lot of my problems. I mean, Mm -hmm. one, after having children and you're, you know, physically, my body, like, my muscles were stretched to some Mm -hmm. crazy place. And I couldn't, I mean, I couldn't even sit up. I mean, I feel like lots of moms have this experience, right? After having babies, you're just like, where did my abs go? Um, And so I do Pilates. I love the Pilates, Pilates studio I go to. It's in our neighborhood, um, Chaturanga Fitness, and it's just, I love seeing those people. So it, it nourishes me physically, but I also get to share the space with these mm-hmm. other people in our community, um, and I love that practice. And so I do that. Oh, I also feel like I should mention that one major way that I, I get these things done, um, you know, we don't have... We don't have family that live here in Chicago. Um, and a few years back, I while I was teaching music class, I came across um, there are these uh, young, energetic young women who were bringing kids into my class. And I, I was just like, who are you? <laughs> who are you? Um, and they, they were au pairs. You know, one of them was from Germany, one was from uh, Mexico, one was from the UK, and I just, I don't know why, but that precise form of childcare felt like it was gonna, it was, it resonated with me. Mm -hmm. Like, I love that, like, you know, young, out of college, 20-something, who just wants to, like, explore the world and and like spend time with a family and so um that is also how I take care of myself and I mean and I guess in a broader sense it's just getting help mm-hmm. um, and delegating and prioritizing yeah and saying I'm not mm-hmm. gonna be in charge of everything mm-hmm. I'm you gonna can't. have mm-hmm. you be in charge of this I'm gonna have you do this um it means that even though I can take this kids to school every day maybe based on my work schedule that week I'm still going to say, John, husband, you're going to take the kids on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And and then I would ask my au pair, you're going to take them these two days. So mm-hmm. even it's been allowing myself to say that, like, I don't have to do everything just because I can. It It's taking a step back and saying, I'm going to let you handle this that day so that I can make space to exercise mm-hmm. and that I can make space to take a walk. I, I love that, Lynette, and, and you know, because I've shared probably more than I should have, but I would no. love for us to explore um, explore that particular topic. Um, mm-hmm. Of help? Of help. Yes. Asking oh, for help. That's a good momversation. Uh, yes. Yeah. Let's yeah. do it. I'm going to flag it. We'll talk about it sometime <laughs> yes. soon. Just the idea of getting help. And um, thank you. So last question. Mm-hmm. I, that question probably 
will um, fit somewhere else in the conversation. Mm-hmm. But um, what what um, what's the topic related to motherhood or life after becoming a mother that you wish we talked about more? Um, I want to talk about the shame and guilt mm-hmm. that I think all moms have. Um, I don't want to speak for all moms, but for me and for every mom that I know personally, um, just that battle mm-hmm. with with guilt and sort of explore, exploring where it comes from um, and how to let go of it and um, and maybe even making it a bigger conversation to include people who aren't mothers because I think mm-hmm. it's almost like this um, I feel like even my husband can't understand it sometimes right like when something happens with our kids and I just attach so much I feel so responsible and so ashamed or so guilty and I feel like in the midst of trying to address what's actually happening I'm also having to battle that mm-hmm inside my head you know so I mean I know before I was talking about how I have a secret power to deal with you know other people who are making me mad but I think I have a harder time when it's coming from inside me mm-hmm. um, when it's me telling myself you were yeah. a bad mom today yeah. or you you I didn't know. live up to your own expectations so I kind of want to talk about that it sounds too, like a sad no it's <laughs> Because, you know, it's sad because we really should approach ourselves with more love yeah, and more more grace and leniency. Right. I mean, I can do it for a friend if right. a friend's being really hard on herself. But you are yourself's best friend. Yeah. Why can't we? I know because you know how I know how it feels because I also have these feelings. Yeah. Like, I am pretty certain that a lot of other moms um, that we know, oh, that we even don't know yeah feel the same way mm-hmm. I think so that's right. yeah oh well thank you Lynette oh. I absolutely loved getting to know you yay through too. the lens of our questions and I, I think they're say, good questions I think, so I think too. <laughs> maybe we just need to um change the order maybe um, I think you switched two of them right and it yes worked. because it I feel like I say they were pretty fun to answer too. I enjoyed um, getting to to talk about myself and and share some of my ideas. So yeah. I'm excited for all the moms we're going to get to hear from and about your interview, which will be up next. <laughs> Thank you so much for dedicating your time and listening to us. We hope you'll join us again on this journey. Please follow us on our Instagram at Motherhood Every Kind of Way or email us at Motherhood Every Kind of Way at gmail.com. And a special thanks to Bea Serene for letting us use your beautiful music 